everybody it's Dan binder boneyard coming at you from the shop it is a beautiful sunny day here in Central Oregon uh, if you were watching this on YouTube you wouldn't know because we're not pointed towards the window um, but it is a nice change from the terrible gloomy rain and the snow we've had the last couple of weeks um, I appreciate you guys tuning in I appreciate the Patreon supporters, uh, you guys that are donating, and uh, the subscriptions on social media is always, always appreciated. Um, you know, if you want to subscribe on on Instagram, it's only $1.99 a month. Um, you know, that's, if I get enough of you guys, <laughs> it uh, it actually adds up to something. So I appreciate uh, I appreciate the donations, um, you know, and all of that. Patreon, you can donate whatever you want. So a dollar to, you know, a thousand dollars, whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't do it for the money, obviously. Um, if I was in this for the money, I would be working on Broncos or something else that uh, carried a lot of value. Um, but I do the internationals because I love them. And so anyway, uh, you may notice there was not a podcast last week. Um, we were on the road. Uh, we were doing a lot of stuff. So uh, I'm just going to recap uh, the week and some of the stuff that happened and and, uh, you know, some exciting news and things like that. So, um, we had a scout in the shop for a long time. We were doing, um, uh, quite a bit of work too. Um, and some of these scouts, you know, they turn into kind of, um, I don't want to say snowballs, but sometimes things pop up that you, um, aren't always, um, expecting or ready for, or even, you know, thought would happen. So, uh, Pat is the customer's name. Um, Pat Scout, we've worked on for years. Uh, we usually do, you know, a couple thousand, 5,000 or something at a time. And then he drives it for a year, makes a new list, and then it comes back and then we do it again. And, you know, we just kind of have been chipping away at the Scout for a long time, uh, making it just as good as, uh, as good as it could be. And so, um, this time it was in for lift kit and some tuning. Um, well, while it was here, ended up needing brake work. Uh, and then there was a problem with the fuel injection. Uh, I was running a Hamilton EFI system, which is hard to work on uh, unless you've got a laptop, you know, from the 90s. Um, you know, I know that there's ways to make new laptops work with that old software, but uh, I don't have time for that. So anyway, the troubleshooting Hamilton systems is a little bit more difficult, but uh, ended up needing uh, some relays, uh, got it running good again, and, um, you know, things like that. So anyway, uh, Pat lives in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And so um, he's very busy. And rather than him fly in and drive it home, uh, we had to head to California to uh, finish up a job uh, that I'll talk about later. So I just said, you know what? It's only five hours from 
where we're at in California to where you are in Phoenix. Like, you know, we'll just deliver it. So worked out a deal to deliver Pat Scout to him in Phoenix. And, um, you know, while we were down there, we we're going to do some other things. So road trips like that mean getting the black truck ready to go, uh, going through the trailer, making sure, you know, tires, bearings, all that were good. Um, you know, my trailer that we use for this run is a 28 foot enclosed trailer, 14,000 pound axles or 14,000 pound capacity, 7,000 pound axles. And, um, so it's a great trailer. Awesome. But it is, it hits the wind hard. It is a V nose. Um, but it's still, I mean, 28 foot, a trailer with a V nose, it, the wind just beats it up. And, um, so the weather heading down was supposed to be questionable. Uh, I don't know if anybody's been watching the, the weather out here on the West coast, but it's been awful. And especially in California. So we get going and sure enough, right out of town here, we run into some rain and then the wind, and I was pushing a headwind, and generally the black truck doesn't have any trouble, uh, you know, with that, especially with just a scout in the trailer. I mean, the scout weighs 5,500 pounds, the trailer weighs 4,000 pounds. So I'm moving, you know, 9,000 pounds down the road, the truck weighs 8,000 pounds. So I'm, you know, 17,000 or something. I think that's right. Anyway, not terrible. Uh, but I had a hell of a time maintaining 65. Well, coming down just above Weed, California, way up on the top of the pass there, there's a semi truck that had actually blown over. Uh, it was so windy that the thing it blew this empty 40 foot or 53 foot container truck over. So that lets you know how much wind we were, we were pushing against. Um, coming down through Reading, it rained the whole time, finally cleared up um, down farther south. Uh, we had plans to stay in Barstow. And then uh, from Barstow, we were actually going to go out to spectate uh, a desert race that I go to every year called King of the Hammers. And King of the Hammers is a ultra four desert race. Uh, it started out as, as rock crawlers, who could see who could do the most rock trails and get back to camp the fastest. And in the old days, rock buggies did not go fast in the desert and vice versa. Fast desert cars did not do well in the rocks. So, um, you know, this sport was born and now ultra four cars are like the craziest things you know they're 120 in the desert but capable of crawling the gnarliest rock trails um you know just cutting edge of performance and and whatever because that's where my history is my i mean i got into scouts 25 years ago now but um off-road racing is kind of where i turned um just sort of a roundabout sort of way through the scout community. I met a guy that had a off-road shop and he inspired me a lot to kind of learn this stuff. 
And I ended up going to work for him part-time because um, I was working at a industrial fab shop. Uh, I quit my job at a pressure washing company and um, went to work at this industrial fab shop. Took a $10 an hour pay cut to go work at this fab place because I wanted to learn fabrication. I wanted to learn how to do this. And, um, and the only way I was going to do it was if I got a job doing it because I couldn't afford to go to school to do it. Uh, and that didn't make sense to me anyways, because what I found is that when guys go to school for something, they get out of that program and they still need a bunch of training and they don't know the ins and outs of it. And, you know, they're still the new guy. So I just, you know, I wanted to shortcut that and just got a job in, in fabrication. And it was a, a heavy shop, industrial fab, you know, building uh, conveyors for rock quarries and stuff like that. So not, uh, not off-road fab, but still I learned, you know, how to weld, use a cutting torch, all that stuff. Cause I didn't have any of those skills, not, I shouldn't say any, but you know, very, very bare minimum knowledge from what I learned in high school shop class and uh, rest in peace, Mr. Robbins. Um, so I just, you know, I needed something else. So anyways, went to work industrial fab. My buddy Luke had a off-road shop. And so I was working there part-time where I got exposed to um, pre-runners and race cars you know, and this was a couple of years before the documentary uh, Dust Glory came out. So it was kind of unknown. I mean, we're in Oregon, so there's not a ton of, uh, you know, desert cars up here. And so, uh, but then Dust of Glory came out in 06 and it like exploded up here. Um, you know, all these rich guys wanted pre-runners built, there were guys wanting buggies, that kind of thing. So that's how I got uh, into that. And then that translated over into the scouts I was building. Uh, my roll cages got infinitely better. Suspension setups I figured out, you know, steering using way better parts. Um, you know, we were using like tractor heims and stuff from the farm supply store. And then suddenly, you know, here's these high-end spherical rod ends from um fragola or um fk is the the brand but the the parent company is called fragola anyway um you know i'm like exposed to all this stuff and the first time i saw an ls engine in like another application and it was making you know 800 horse and whatever it just it really expanded my my personal growth um in this industry. So anyway, long story, even longer. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm still into it. Like I go to the King of the Hammers every year. I follow a ton of race shops on Instagram. Like I, I'm still friends with people in the industry. And so, um, you know, I just, I, it's a big part of my life and it will always be a part of my life. Uh, so anyway, we go to King of the Hammers, but our plan was, well, when we woke up on Thursday morning, the morning we were going to go, it was pouring and they were supposed to have a ton of rain out there and rain in the desert is miserable. Uh, so we decided that Thursday we would deliver the scout and go to the hammers on Friday because the weather was supposed to turn. 
So we head for Phoenix and, uh, you know, it wasn't too bad of a drive. We were definitely, the storm was pushing us. Uh, every time I looked in the mirror, the clouds were darker and closer. We get to Phoenix, meet with Pat, unload, uh, and then, uh, you know, turn around and start heading back to Barstow because we had our hotel for two nights. And that's when we hit the rain and it rained like downpour sideways rain. Uh, and you know, the desert is not the, the roads and the highway system is not set up for that kind of weather. So, I mean, there was gravel and debris in the roads or tumbleweeds, the size of small cars that we were just crashing through. Um, that was the most stressful part was all the debris I was hitting on the road. Cause it's dark. You can't see, there's no lines on the road because it's all been worn off from the sun and traffic and they just don't paint the roads as often down there. So it was, it, you know, you'd hit these semi truck ruts on the highway and then there would be a half inch of gravel on the bottom of them. And, you know, I picked up a few more dings in my windshield from passing cars and semi trucks and you know, the wind, it just was, it was rough. It took, it took us like five and a half hours to go from Barstow to Phoenix, but it took almost seven hours to go from Phoenix back to Barstow. Uh, just, yeah, the weather was just terrible. But anyway, the trailer was empty. So at least, you know, the wind was really beating it up. Like I, it pushed me around quite a bit because now I didn't have 5,000 pounds of ballast in it to keep it down on the road so anyway we did make it back to barstow finally get to our hotel um we like to stay at the quality inn this is not sponsored uh but <laughs> there's a quality inn at barstow kind of a shady part of town but there's a great restaurant attached to it um and so they we get good breakfast there when we stay there and then there's a big parking lot so lots of room for truck and trailer uh, the security there is actually pretty good. There's a few fair amount of homeless people that mill around, but you know, when the doors are locked and you keep your, keep your stuff out of sight, uh, you know, it's not as, as bad. Um, that, and I drive old hunks of crap, so I don't think they're that, uh, uh tempting for some of the, uh, less savory folks. So head out to King of the Hammers. Um, which kind of sucked because I had to drag the truck and trailer out there, but, um, saw some old friends, saw some great racing, hit some vendor booths, bought some cheap, uh, stuff that was on sale. Um, you know, got my merch like I do every year. Uh, like I said, saw some friends. It, it was a great day. We were there the whole day. Um, there was the stock class and the EMC uh, class racing. So that was fun to see. Uh, Josie had never been. So, you know, she was kind of taking it all in and asking questions and trying to figure it out. Cause it's like King of the Hammers is a cross between like Burning Man and the Super Bowl and uh, Mad Max. Like it's just like crazy trucks, tons of people. Everyone's excited. Like, you know, just crazy but uh the weather was nice it was sunny it was only like 55 and kind of windy so that made it a little cold but uh overall it, it was a good trip out there um so then from there 
we went to Hesperia, California, and we were finishing up a parts haul from Hesperia. If you've been following on any of the socials, you know we've been bringing stuff back from there for like a year. I bought three semi-truck trailers full of vintage auto parts and tools and stuff like that. This old guy had been collecting for like 65 years, had several different businesses, had a wrecking yard at one time, um, bought old dealerships. So there were like piles, boxes and boxes and shelves full of NOS Ford parts and NOS Mopar and Dodge parts. And of course, a plethora of NOS IH parts. Uh, and if you follow our store, our website, uh, thebinderboneyard.com, you'll see we have tons of NOS stuff up there. Um, and so this last trip was the final clean out. We were, you know, we brought back all the shelves and garbage we couldn't get rid of down there. And, you know, the last of the tools and just little bits like that, um, that we needed to clean up so we could be out of these old folks' hair. Cause the one old guy is, uh, he's getting kind of, he's deteriorating and, um, you know, it was only a matter of time before they wouldn't be able to do anything with the stuff. And we needed to get it out of there before he got too bad. The, the wife is still pretty spry, but, um, you know, she didn't want to deal with this stuff either. And, you know, that goes back to some of my podcasts from a few months ago, uh, the audio podcasts, um, you know, because I was doing this before the video ones, uh, where I talk about, you know, having a plan. Don't leave this stuff for your relatives to deal with, um, you know. So anyway, this lady was trying to take care of it before before the crap hit the fan. And he's he's on his way quickly, so which is unfortunate. But anyway, um, so that took a good part of, uh, I guess it would be Saturday. We did that on Saturday. Oh, I also delivered an axle that I built for a guy uh, in San Bernardino. So before we loaded up Hesperia, I dropped the trailer at the old folks place. And then we just took the truck empty down to um, San Bernardino dropped the axle off with the guy. He was stoked to have it. And I met up with another enthusiast where I bought a rooftop tent uh, that they had for sale. Um, I'm not a rooftop tent kind of guy, but I'm building this chase truck for the desert race program. And I feel like a rooftop tent would be very beneficial in Mexico when you don't want to sleep on the ground with all the cockroaches and snakes. Um, so that I picked up the rooftop tent back to Hesperia, loaded up all this stuff. This was Saturday, got back to our hotel in Hesperia, got a good night's sleep, jammed out Sunday morning early to come home and fought, fought the weather all the way back again, rain, just rain and wind, tumbleweeds in the highway again, debris everywhere. Uh, pretty much made good time. Uh, of course, had to stop for in and out. Um, I don't care what you say about your local fast food chain. Josie and I like to go to in and out when we're in California. Um, I do want to try Fat Burger sometime, but every time I'm down there, I'm driving, you know, a big truck with a trailer or something. So it's hard to get to the Fat Burgers. 
but I would like to try a, a fat burger sometime. But uh, no, go to In-N-Out and uh, and then start making our way up. We ran into a bunch of snow uh, at Weed, California, and all the way to Klamath Falls. Very sketchy, questionable, hard to drive. I did not have tire chains. Um, the trailer, you know, I, I for some reason I left all that stuff at home. I didn't even think about it. Because in my head, I'm like, oh, it's California. It'll be fine. Sunny, dry, you know, whatever. Well, no, I needed chains and I didn't have them. So we did make it, but it was, Josie was very nervous. And, um, you know, she was pretty scared a couple of times. It got a little bit hairy, um, but we, we made it home. Uh, we ended up adding over four hours to the travel time because when we left the hotel, the GPS said it would take us like 10 hours and our overall travel time ended up being 14 hours. So, um, definitely, you know, and then there's some of that you pick up, like, uh, you know, you stop for fuel. Well, that takes 15 minutes and, you know, so that adds time and sometimes you can make it back up on the highway. Um, and, and then usually I do, but you know, the weather and everything and our stop at in and out took half an hour. Um, it, you know, so it compounded it, but it, you know, we didn't walk in the door until one thirty in the morning on Monday morning. Um, so it was a hell of a trip. Um, so, but we made it and I'm happy to be done with the Hesperia, the Hesperia hall. I'm glad Pat has a scout. He's super happy with it. Runs great. Uh, I was stoked to see my friends. Uh, one thing that I, I overlooked earlier, um, on our way down, I stopped my, by my buddy Camo's house and picked up an English wheel and a shrinker stretcher setup um, for doing sheet metal work. Uh, I've had an English wheel for years, but it's not a great one but I've never had a shrinker stretcher and I've always wanted one and I didn't want to buy the Harbor Freight one and you know, that kind of thing. So, um, when Eric put his up for sale, I, I jumped on them. They were very reasonably priced, probably underpriced. Um, he sold them to me very cheap and I'm extremely grateful for, um, cause he kind of knew what I was doing. He knows that, you know, I'm a, struggling small business and he is, you know, not. So he, uh, you know, he helped me out with the deal on these things and it's a very nice wheel, all the dies, tons of adjustability, very sturdy. Uh, and then the shrinker stretcher is a fairly name brand version, replaceable jaws. Um, so I need to either fabricate a stand or purchase a stand for them. But other than that, like I'm, I'm super stoked to have these tools. It just helps us make the best possible product because we do a lot of the sheet metal repairs ourselves in house. So that means having to manufacture patch panels and pieces. Um, so that's um, that's super great. I'm happy happy to have that. Uh, you know, I there's a few more tools I want to add to the uh, the arsenal, but for the most part, um, you know that really it helps a lot so anyway um yeah so that was a that was a big um, i'm happy to have that stuff but overall the trip was good the black truck ran amazing like always uh 
I do have a transmission fluid leak uh, that I need to take care of because I lost about a quart of fluid overall in the course of the trip. So that needs to get handled sooner than later. Um, but yeah, the everything's great. No flats, no, no wheel problems. You know, I don't know what our mileage was because I don't track it anymore because it's just not, I don't care. Like it's 10, pulling a load like that, it's between 10 and 12. Uh, it was probably, yeah, I mean, it was probably still around 10 with the wind. Um, and I gauge that just on our fuel stops because I have like a set distance. I go like we stop at the same truck stops every time and I know, you know, pretty much what it takes. So um, there was nothing that jumped out at me as like, oh my gosh, we use way too much fuel or, or we're getting terrible mileage or something. So um, truck did great. Josie's awesome. Uh, we had the dog, old roadie. She's a great traveler. Um, love her. And, uh, and it's nice to have her with us. Does cost us a little more when we stay in the hotels, but it's, a, uh, you know, it's a deterrent also when people want to poke around the trucks, you know, we leave her in the truck when we go into the restaurants or we leave her in the truck when we're, you know, running an errand. And it does, I've, I've seen it firsthand where people will approach the truck and then see the dog and walk away. So, um, you know, cause in California people are kind of brazen and it's probably like that in other big cities too. Uh, I haven't noticed it as much. I did notice it in Memphis and West Memphis. People like to walk up to the truck just cause I don't know, maybe they think it's easy to get into, but the dog definitely deters people. So, um, yeah, so it was a good trip. Um, and, uh, I will be putting up videos of our, our, of the trip and of King of the Hammers and things like that as I edit them out. But, uh, that's a, I have to do that stuff at night when I'm not actually working. So anyway, um, I guess we'll hang her up there. Appreciate everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, thanks for all the subscriptions and the likes. Please tell your friends. Please share social media, you know, like word of mouth goes a long, long ways. I don't, you know, I don't charge for any of this stuff. I just ask for some help. And, you know, if you don't want to actually give me money, just telling people about it goes, goes a long ways. So, um, I appreciate it and value you guys. And, uh, thanks everybody for, for listening. And until next time, I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard. Thank you.